The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with John Thomas Flynn, who is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to Ask the CIO, SLED edition on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Now your host, John Thomas Flynn. Welcome, everyone. My guests today are Dolan Beckel, Director of the Office of Civic Innovation and Digital Strategy for the City of San Jose, and Shireen Sanisham, Chief Innovation Officer for San Jose Mayor's Office of Technology and Innovation. Welcome to the show, Dolan and Shireen. Thanks for having us. As you know, my friend Alan Cox with eRepublic first suggested I contact the uh, City of San Jose, specifically uh, Rob Lloyd with the Mayor's Office about your 5G efforts, the next generation of mobile technology. I got to know Alan while I was CIO in Massachusetts, and then even better when I took the job, a similar job here in in, uh, the state of California. Lloyd was nice enough to put us together and put us in touch with a helpful hand from Mike Jones from the Deputy City Manager's Office. So let's start with Shireen. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got started in this area and your particular role. Sure. So as you know, uh, the reason why we're having this conversation today is because San Jose is poised to be the largest 5G deployment in the country, as far as we can tell, uh, with over uh, 4,200 small cells going out in the next couple years and agreements with all the major telecom providers. And we've been able to create a digital inclusion fund for the city to bridge the digital divide for the nearly 100,000 residents in our city that don't have access to the internet. And so, you know, my role in this process is I joined the mayor's office three and a half years ago, uh, basically with a mandate to help make San Jose the most innovative city in the country by 2020. Uh, It was just me and the the mayor, and we crafted a smart city vision for San Jose. And as part of that work, as I poked around, I realized that the city didn't have a broadband strategy. And I suspected that we had a, a digital divide, even though we're the largest city in Silicon Valley, from my prior work um, working on digital equity issues. And so uh, started to, to wrestle around for some resources and cobbled together a couple hundred thousand dollars, um, went to look for partners with uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers as well as um, the Fuse Fellowship Program to find both uh, strategy resources and people resources to help with this effort. And so um, luckily we were, through that process, able to find Dolan Beckel, who has an immense experience in the telecoms industry for the past 25 plus years, and was able to come in and really help lead this effort. And Well, that's a good segue. Uh, Dolan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and role then? Yeah, thanks, John. So my background, uh, I was a partner at Accenture in their communications practice, working with um, some of the largest telecommunication companies worldwide. Um, I uh, had a successful career in that and decided I wanted to move from the billable hour to the fulfillable hour. (laughs) And uh, the opportunity presented itself for the city of San Jose to take all the great uh, thinking and strategy that the mayor and Shireen had and the council had put together in our smart city vision and the need for uh, a digital inclusion and broadband strategy. So I was brought in to basically elaborate that strategy and execute on that strategy and work uh, with the private sector to develop these public-private partnerships that Mm -hmm. enabled us to improve connectivity for everybody and close the digital divide uh, and basically be able to deliver the speed and scale that the private sector needs to do this um, large 
5G deployment in right. San Jose. And when you were with Accenture, did you do public sector work as well? I was curious if you um, ever came across uh, one another when I was in uh, Massachusetts or California. I worked in California the entire time, so I started off in the public sector working for uh, the state of California. Uh, but then I quickly moved on to work uh, with the uh, private sector telcos in the United okay. States and then also in Argentina uh, and South America and Europe. I see. I always bring up CalNet. CalNet's the major telecommunications uh, procurement mm -hmm. that I started. When I, you're speaking to the father of CalNet, Dolan. Just remember that, okay? Well, <laughs> we thank you for that because as part of our public-private partnership, we're, we're going to be um, – San Jose is going to be the first city to deploy FirstNet uh, across all of our city for all of our primary and primary extended responders underneath CalNet. So we thank you for your efforts to, to set up that uh, cooperative agreement. Yeah, it's nice to talk about it now, but back in the day, Pac Bell tried to get me fired for it, but that's a story for a different time. You know, I was reading about, it's funny, it said that uh, Shireen was the... Uh, the optimist, so I guess that meant, uh, Dolan, you were the pessimist. But uh, frankly speaking, uh, I was very intrigued by the funding that I think uh, Shireen alluded to a moment ago with the uh, Inclusion Fund and the Emerging Technology Fund. Tell us a little bit more about that, Shireen, because there's nothing like else. you got these great uh, mousetraps, but if you don't have the funding behind it, you're not going to get anything done. That's absolutely right. Um, the funding for these efforts is really critical, and we we're able to strike these very innovative public-private partnerships that have allowed us to deploy. And, and part of this funding is coming from being able to negotiate market-based rates with telecommunications companies that allow us to both build the capacity within our city to deploy at the speed of business, um, as well as earmark those funds to bridge the digital divide in San Jose. Like I said, we have about 100,000 residents here in the city that, that aren't connected to broadband at home. and uh, that's about 10% or so of our city, and we're the largest city in Silicon Valley, and it's much worse than the rest of the country. So we really believe what we're doing here is a model for how we can work uh, to get 5G to everyone. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, did you want to add something there, Dolan? I think Shireen hit the nail on the head. We entered into these um, discussions to develop public-private partnerships based on mutual interests, not just positional negotiating, but um, what were the interests of the telecoms in uh, broadband in San Jose, what was the city's interest in, in broadband in San Jose. And we found that intersection was the, the um, private sector wants speed and predictability, and the city of San Jose also wanted to deploy fast, uh, but we wanted to close the digital divide at the same time. Yep. So we were able to find that perfect intersection of the private sector interest and the public sector interest in order to, to create these great deals. Let's jump into some of the, uh, the applications, the pilots, if you will, because a number of folks we've spoken with, I mean, you might find this interesting. I was just attending the National Association of State CIOs conference here in uh, outside of D.C. a few weeks ago, and there were 44-some CIOs here, and I used to be president of that organization, so I know a lot of them. And I buttonholed at least, uh, at least seven or eight, and none of them are doing anything on 5G except Ohio. And I'm actually speaking with uh, Irvin, who's a CIO there next week. But uh, what's really interesting is when we talk about what some of the real-world applications are. And why don't, you, why don't you, either one of you start and tell us, what, what are you looking at for initial pilots? 
So I did want to frame this, uh, the answer to this conversation a little bit, which is, you know, right now in time, we're moving from a consumer-based internet to the internet of things. And so that transition is really what's driving the push towards 5G. And Dolan um, can talk more about some of the specific pilots that we're rolling out in partnership with AT&T and Verizon. But that context of, you know, moving from consumer to uh, more physical spaces is a really important concept uh, for everyone as it has implications for privacy and other applications. Yeah, thanks, Shereen. So, so John, um, uh, you know, to get to your point, so I think first of all, just taking a little step back, obviously in San Jose we look at this as twofold. One is we believe it's the role of local government to engage the private sector to influence the deployment of broadband for the public. So for the residences, the businesses, and the guests of San Jose. We also see the opportunities uh, to make government better using 5G. So we, we kind of have that, that dual purpose. Um, and so you think about all the opportunities that get enabled when you go from 2G to 3G and 3D to 4G and now 4G to 5G. You know, there are opportunities we haven't even thought of, but what we're excited about is what 5G brings to us in terms of capability, which is that, that low latency that's very important for applications like autonomous vehicles, that massive input and output processing, that MIMO that we're going to need to manage all of that near real-time data from our IoT sensors, and the capacity, and uh, lastly, you know, the, the speed that it delivers. Uh -huh. So looking at some of the pilots the city is, is embarking on that leverage 5G. Um, uh, public safety is one of the top priorities for the city, uh, for the mayor, for the council, and the public. So um, uh, as I said, we're actually uh, going to be rolling out uh, FirstNet, the AT&T emergency responder network and applications to all of our primary responders. We are looking at um, ways to use 5G to get near real-time information uh, in parks uh, for public safety, for uh, being able to adapt lighting real-time. Uh, we're also looking at our Vision Zero, which is to minimize the number of traffic incidents in intersections uh, and using, we're piloting um, computer vision and real-time analytics to identify not only just actual incidents, but near misses, so we can better time our, our, our signals and better manage our intersections. So we see a wide a variety of applications for 5G for making government better, and those are just a few of them we're currently embarking on. And my guests today are Dolan Beckel, Director, Office of Civic Innovation and Digital Strategy for the City of San Jose, and Shireen Sanisham, Chief Innovation Officer, San Jose Mayor's Office of Technology and Innovation. Before we left, we were hearing a discussion on the uh, pilots or the implementation plans for actual 5G networks. And what I'd like to do is ask, uh, I find it interesting, particularly with the future applications, there was a, an interesting uh, opportunity I had to speak with uh, Mayor Sylvester Turner of Houston and some industry folks not too, not too long ago at the D.C. think tank, New America. And what they talked about, a lot of what they talked about was the, the irony that there are many cities that have dreams of these vast, inexpensive municipal networks and, you know, they never really, uh, with some, obviously, some, some exceptional uh, other cases, but certainly there's been a lot of disappointment in that area. One of the things, though, that while these municipalities may have abandoned their uh, ideas for the municipal network's application, what they did do is forge ahead with vast uh, wireless networks for 
other alternative purposes, and that's surveillance. Uh, the author of the book that I'm talking about was Soshana Zuboff, who was actually the first professor at your old alma mater, the Harvard Business School, Serene. Uh, she wrote a landmark book, you might recall, The Age of the Smart Machine. She came out with a new book earlier this year, which is entitled The Age of Surveillance, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism, I should say. And she spoke in an interview recently that surveillance capitalism is a new human creation. She kind of compares it to uh, a Ford Motor Company that revolutionized capitalism with uh, mass production and GM with logic of managerial capitalism. And this is a new capitalism, be behavioral capitalism, if you will. And in a sense, it's uh, she writes in her book that in a sense, these companies are, have unilateral claims on human experience, uh, free raw material, if you will. And I was wondering if you, I was curious what you thought about that. And in terms of all these things we're trying to do, certainly the, uh, the privacy aspects of it have to be kept certainly right up there on the radar. Yes, absolutely. And um, I haven't read the, this book that you're referring to, although it is on my reading list. Uh, one of the things that we are very clear about here in San Jose is before we implement any uh, major IOT solution is that we protect the privacy of our residents. And in fact, this mayor and under this administration, we introduced the city's first privacy policy and actually worked with Harvard Cyber Law Clinic uh, to make sure that we are responsibly deploying this technology. And certainly, we are in a situation today where the technology is actually ahead of our privacy laws in general. And there is not a lot of clarity for local governments around um, the, the privacy framework. So QDPR uh, coming out of Europe is, is one framework. We have multiple bills coming out of California. We don't necessarily have a national bill uh, on privacy. And so, um, you know, we oftentimes find ourselves on the forefront uh, because we are dealing with this technology in our backyard every single day, and we do take it very seriously. And this debate about data ownership and how does that work uh, is critical to uh, the conversation around technology and privacy. And in fact, um, just this week, we're going to come out with our finalized privacy principles for our city, which have gone through several rounds of public debate, as well as um, interaction with our Privacy Advisory Board, which includes representatives from the NAACP, ACLU, um, many academics. And so this is something uh, we will continue to have a conversation on and, and look forward to sharing our results. Mm -hmm. Dolan, comments? Uh, no, I think that Shereen hit the nail on the head. We've put a lot of work into coming up with principles that then will drive policy development around privacy and data security. And so uh, we think it's a very thoughtful approach and our our task force as Shireen said that includes the ACLU, contains other jurisdiction, contains representatives from the private sector like Cisco, have all applauded our efforts to make sure we're kind of principle driven and we have these principles developed before we start writing policy around uh, these different IoT use cases and sensors. We only have a couple of minutes left, so I'd like to bring up this uh, well there's two to me there are two hundred, eight hundred pound gorillas in the room. One being the uh, whole jurisdictional issue over over property, the infrastructure issue, and the second being uh, what we talked to a little bit before we started, and that was the the high frequency and low frequency technologies that are being contemplated. 
Do you want to comment on that? I know that uh, certainly the most of, if you do a search on 5G and state and local government, most of the hits have to do with somebody suing somebody else about who's going to be responsible and who's going to be able to charge what for what. Sure. Happy to comment on that. And um, as you mentioned, this is well-documented debate uh, in in the press. Um, Our view on this is what we're doing here in San Jose is delivering results. So we are actually substantially beating FCC shot clocks. We have about a 21-day permitting time right now that we're meeting, which far exceeds the 60-day new legislation shot clocks put out by the FCC. And we're able to do that because we can charge market-based rates and have been able to come to voluntary, mutually agreed upon um, terms with private companies that work for their economics and work for us. So we're able to fulfill their time to market um, and meet their business needs at the speed of business while also making sure that that we have uh, coverage for everyone and where the market is not willing to serve, which we have seen there's digital divides. Um, you know, we created a digital inclusion fund to address that market failure. And so this is a business-based, economics-based deal that, that works well. And so um, what the FCC has done is that they've been very heavy-handed with legislation over public rights of way that we view as a $2 billion subsidy to industry that we don't see as um, being effective in accelerating the deployment of 5G in the country. And we see that because um, I think the proof is in the pudding, as you said, there's very few cities in the country that are able to deploy 5G at scale quickly, and uh, we're really leading in that area. And so um, we are in an on, ongoing lawsuit along with close to 100 other jurisdictions against that uh, rulemaking uh, that the FCC had put out, and um, it's in the courts and will uh, continue as we go. Okay. Uh, the second part had to do with the uh, the – the, the spectrum frequency. Dolan, do you want to take a pitch at that? A swing, I guess I yeah, should say. Um, yeah, John, you know, I, you know, my perspective is I think that um, there's kind of a, a, a polar discourse out there that the U.S. is only pursuing one strategy and other, other areas of the world are pursuing another. And I, I think that's a little too general. I think in the U.S., um, we have uh, four predominant wireless service providers, and each of them is pursuing their own strategy. Some of them are pursuing high band, some of them are pursuing low band, and some of them are, are kind of in, in the mid band. So I think it's kind of where we're starting, and where we're starting is based on each individual uh, service provider strategy. Certainly something that plays into that is the amount of available spectrum and so right now there is more spectrum in the high band, but FCC controls that, and the FCC has the ability to, to, to allocate spectrum. And so I think you're really seeing not a, 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 a black strategy versus a white strategy, but versus where, where different operators are starting. And in the United States, the operators, if you really dig into it, are, are all starting their strategies at, at different areas. But I think that you're going to see that diversify over time as more spectrum becomes available. Okay, well, let's wrap this up with this question for each year, just to give a minute or so. Uh, let's say, well, let's say if, but when we speak again, let's say a year, a year or two from now, what are you going to be able to talk about in terms of real solid evidence of the capability and the future of the 5G? Well, I'll start by answering that question slightly differently, which is a year from now, I really hope that we don't see 
as many San Jose students doing homework in parking lots as we do today because they don't have access to the Internet, and that children in our city have a pathway to Silicon Valley jobs through our Digital Inclusion Fund and through the programs that we'll be able to expand in our public library, in our schools, uh, to really create equal opportunity. We know that 5G is, uh, has tremendous potential, and we are very excited about um, the things it will do for our economy, but we know we don't want to leave people behind in that process, and we have that potential. Um, in terms of the 5G rollout itself, I think you know ultimately these are enabling technologies to unleash the innovation in Silicon Valley, and we hope to see uh, really great things um, from our uh, community here, our corporate community, and what they're able to build in San Jose. Nolan? Yeah, I, I think a year from now, um, you know, what I want to be able to see is uh, taking advantage of, of connectivity, whether it be 4G or 5G, to deliver community benefit at scale. I think you mentioned earlier about pilots and, and, and what we here in, in San Jose are focused about is delivering at scale. And so what I want to be able to come back from a year from now is tell you about our fleet telematics that we deployed to every vehicle to use 4G and 5G uh, at scale so that we're better able to know when to uh, repair vehicles, uh, be able to improve their gas mileage, be able to save costs. So that's really what I want to be able to talk about a year from now is, is one, uh, our continued journey to, to um, deliver the speed and predictability necessary to deploy this next generation infrastructure and talk about the applications at scale to take advantage of that connectivity. With that, we'll have to conclude our program today. I want to thank our guest, Dolan Beckel, Director, Office of Civic Innovation and Digital Strategy for the City of San Jose, and Shireen Sanisham, Chief Innovation Officer, San Jose Mayor's Office of Technology and Innovation. And thank you for listening. Content from this state and local program, which also includes curated news and original articles by yours truly and other more esteemed authors, is part of the recently expanded AskTheCIO.com. Hope you can join us again each Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time or listen to a podcast afterwards. Until then, bye for now. I'm John Thomas Flynn. You've been listening to Ask the CIO, Sled Edition with John Thomas Flynn on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Tune in Thursday mornings at 11 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.